Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Today's guest is Michael Puglis, who's the CEO of Circadia Skincare. And since the time of our recording, Michael's grandfather, Dr. Puglis, has passed. So I want to take just a moment to tell you a little bit about his grandfather. And I want to dedicate this show in loving memory of Dr. Peter Puglis, who is a beauty industry icon. Nearly 50 years after beginning his career as a physician, Dr. Puglis founded Circadia by Dr. Puglis, which is a skincare system based on the circadia rhythms of the body and the science of chronobiology. Circadia became the first product manufacturer to introduce topical ingredients proven to work within the body's natural circadia rhythms. Today, his grandson, who you'll hear on the show, Michael Puglis, serves as a CEO of Circadia. Remarking on his grandfather's legacy, Michael stated no one in the industry has not been influenced by his contributions and the spirit of generosity. Whether somebody requested a consult, a scientific review, or an honest opinion, my grandfather was always there to nurture, coach, and inspire. His humility, service, leadership, and love epitomizes a life well-lived. Dr. Peter Puglis, a leader, a luminary, and a legend in the skincare industry, passed away peacefully on Friday evening, January 15th, 2021, at his home in Burnville, Pennsylvania, at age 94. So again, this show is dedicated in loving memory to Dr. Puglis, and we just want to say thank you Thank you for all of the beautiful things that you did for the beauty industry. May you rest in peace, Dr. Puglis. Stay tuned, you guys, and enjoy the show with Michael. You'll hear him say some really beautiful things about his grandfather. Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I'm a licensed esthetician, spa owner, industry consultant, speaker, and journalist, and the founder of the Beauty Biz Club, which is the only professional success-based society designed to dramatically up your bookings, increase your profits, and provide you with industry-specific resources that are needed to succeed. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, please visit beautybizclub.com. Now I invite you to join me as I feature inspirational messages from industry gurus and practical tips to tap into your best success. Stay tuned for some serious beauty biz entertainment. Hey everybody, it's Lori here. Welcome to the beauty biz show. Today, my guest is Michael Puglis. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hello. Hi, Lori. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I was just on the phone with a fellow esthetician, and I said, I got to run. I have, I'm have i interviewing Michael for the podcast in a minute. She said, oh, I have a picture with him from a trade show forever ago. She goes, and it was really like meeting a real-life celebrity. Oh, God. You know, that's so nice to hear, and I blush every time I do. So first thing, <laughs> anyway, I'm blushing already. First one you well, I will tell you that I'm glad to have a celebrity here with me today. We're going to have fun. We have lots to chat about. Yes. How are the things happening? You know, we're finishing off 2020 here and hopefully on a positive note for many. So 
I'm excited just to see you and chat with you. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. And well, where are you today, first of all? Because you're like vagabond, kind of. <laughs> yes, back and forth. I'm in California. So I, I decided to stay put for the holiday. So I'm here in California, but heading back to Pennsylvania headquarters shortly after the first of the year. We've got all kinds of things happening in 2021, and we want to hit the ground running. Okay, well, that's good. Did you have a nice Christmas? Amazing Christmas. Just, you know, the first time in a long time that I had to jump on a plane and travel anywhere. So I'm not used to staying in one place for a very long period of time. But of course, this has kind of forced us in that direction. So it was really great, wonderful to be able to, to spend time with loved ones here. You know, we are being gifted things right now. And one of those things that I think a lot of people are not really paying attention to is the gift of time and to be present and do things that we weren't able to do pre-March 2020, right? Absolutely. I agree. And, you know, you and I have kind of talked offline about this a little bit that, you know, for those of us who have spent the better part of the last decade or so traveling and on the hamster wheel, so to speak, of event after speaking engagement after another event, ours and industry events that ones that we host and ones that we attend trade shows with other other brands, other great companies. None of that happened this year. So it gave us a little bit more time to focus on some other things that maybe we should have given a little bit more attention to, things that I've wanted to, everything from product development to new education initiatives, charitable initiatives, which we'll, I'm sure, get a chance to talk about. So yes, there's definitely been some silver linings and it has afforded us more time, which, you know, those that know me, I always say time is our most precious commodity. We can't get it back. I've been teaching a lot of that lately. Like it is a business asset. And we need to start treating it that way. You I know, like when, that. when you I always like say, that. I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time, then you stay right where you are because you're just doing busy work instead of creating. So it is a business asset and it has been a gift for me. I just did my first keynote speech outside of the beauty industry. Oh. And I went into a filming studio and in front of a green screen, sitting in a chair, and I'm like, I do kind of miss speaking on stage. <laughs> I, I want to get back out there. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, you know how exciting it can be when you've got the energy of a crowd and, you know, you're working with people and you're presenting information that they may have not heard of before or they may not have heard it in that way before and just that connection. So, you know, I miss that as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to 2021 and getting back to a lot of those events. And uh, I have a very optimistic view on where we're headed for this year. So hopefully we can chat about that too. And I'm sure you do okay. as well. Well, I have, I've been asking everybody this from my CPA to my celebrity friends to everyone I've been asking. So here, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Just your best guess. We are not going to hold you accountable for this answer, okay. but... When do you feel like we can start to acclimate back to a somewhat new normal life? What month would you guess? <laughs> That's a really good question. And of course, without a crystal ball, it's it's really hard to say. But I mean, again, we've talked about this before, too. There's There's been so much vaccine news. In fact, there's even more today. AstraZeneca is now approved in the UK. So, I mean, it's incredible. And, and a lot of people don't want to get it. They're saying they won't get it. I feel that those who want to get it will be able to have it in the next couple months. So if you look at, you know, traditional event schedules, January and February are pretty light, but then March starts to pick up. A lot of things have been moved out of March to a little bit later of date. I'm thinking April is when we're really going to start to see a return to people wanting to venture out, wanting to go to events. You know, we've gotten very creative with our educational initiatives. So uh, there's not a whole lot of requests for people to do in-person trainings, but there is some. 
You know, we do have some of our accounts saying, I want to see somebody, I, I want to be trained. Some new accounts that we're working with the same because digital has taken over every aspect of our lives, we've been very fortunate to be able to utilize that. But people do want to see that in-person training. They want that human connection. We're a touch business. So I think people are going to look to that sooner rather than later. And I'm thinking April is when we're going to start to see most of that happening. That seems to be March is what I've heard a lot, March, April. So you're spot on in the guessing game. Well, that's great. And I'm sure you've interviewed some relatively knowledgeable people out there to to make their predictions. Again, if I'm a betting man, if you want to bet a little early, March would probably be a good time outside of the events that are already scheduled to try and get something started. We're looking at that now. As you know, we've got a pretty large training center in Pennsylvania. Our most recent class there was December of 2019, and we had about 125 people there comfortably. So because we can control that environment, we're looking at possibly having something even before the first, quote, scheduled industry event, uh, just to be able to say, okay, how are we going to navigate this? How can we keep everybody safe, you know, want to return and come back to these type of events? I think it's going to be a little bit crazy because we've all been pent up for so long and you throw epic parties. So you're really going to have to do some crowd control. <laughs> well, yeah, there's definitely a lot of pent up demand. You know, I've gotten I've gotten into the habit of asking people, you know, that I work with in conversations, you know, are, are you going to get the vaccine? Are you going to, are you pro vaccine? Some absolutely opposed to it, but most say eventually they think they'll get it, but they want to wait a little bit. So I think that's some of what we're actually seeing now. I know there was, you know, they were planning on having something like 20 million people vaccinated and there's, you know, a fraction of that number, two or three million to date. But I think it'll start to go fast. I think people will start to feel more and more comfortable as more safety data is presented. So again, very optimistic outlook on return to some level of normalcy as it pertains to events and and shows. Yes, I'm ready. So now moving into what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to let you choose. You want to talk about your incredible new pumpkin mask and the ingredient that make, uh, well, do you want to talk about that first? Or do you want to talk about something I know nothing about? I don't like to know a whole lot before I chat with people because a natural curiosity comes out. And um, I think that's what makes the show so relatable to our industry is I get to pick your brain. So what do you want to talk about first, the scholarship Uh, or the ingredient? Well, let's talk about the mask and the ingredient because, you know, it, it was such a huge thing for us. I was wondering, okay, do we put this out? Do we not put this out? Do we wait? Do we sit on it? Is it going to have the response that we're looking for? You know, you're referring to the pumpkin perfecting mask with Bacuchiol. So there it is. And we have it in the new at-home facial kits. We've adjusted and added a new one. Let me interrupt you for just one quick second. For those of you guys listening on iTunes or Spotify, you can also check this out on YouTube and you get to see us talking. So it's just under Lori Crete. You can subscribe to the channel, but okay, go ahead. So I have it right here. Oh my right. God. I've resisted temptation for years to put out a, a pumpkin mask, right? Because we have our marshmallow mask. We have our cocoa enzyme mask. These are all staples in, in the line now when it comes to treat skin treatments, advanced mixology, things that we're known for. But again, resistant to the idea of a pumpkin mask because there's so many out there. So I really wanted to take a look at you know, what made them so special and how we could, you know, bring something to market that would be a little bit different, but of course have incredible benefits. So uh, Bacuchiol, as as we now know it, is an ingredient that I've been sitting on for a while. I mean, I, I got some many years ago and I looked at this and said, well, this is a vitamin A alternative. We use vitamin A, so we don't really need an alternative to that. But I started looking at that, started looking at the data, and then I started hearing more people talk about it, which is 
not often the case. We usually help to bring certain ingredients to market and then we start talking about them and then we hear other people talking about them. Well, the exact opposite here happened. I, I sat on it and um, I started to hear some other brands talking about the results they were getting, talked to the supplier. He said, the, the visibility of this ingredient has gone up tremendously. And I said, what's the draw? And they said, it's no irritation, vitamin A alternative. So that's when it really caught me. And I said, okay, how can we actually prove and see that this is the case? So we looked at the research, we looked at the data, and a lot of the same uh, biomarkers that vitamin A, retinol, retinoic acid, whichever form you're using, work on, the Bakuchiol does as well. But no irritation, no redness, no inflammation. So that immediately got me excited. And it just kind of came together. We wanted to put out the pumpkin mask as a seasonal option. And I said, well, let's start working with this together. And um, as we started to formulate the product, it just came together beautifully. So, you know, timing was perfect. And I said, let's do this in, in October. So it'll be a right launch for, for the season. And the response has been overwhelmingly, not just positive, but people just can't get enough of this. I mean, we, we made a batch sizable batch that we thought would get us through the season into December. We sold all of those out in the first two weeks. So I underestimated the demand, but certainly it's gotten incredible reviews, rave reviews. Well, I know why nobody's really talking about it because nobody can pronounce the word. Say it again. <laughs> it's Bakuchiol. Okay. Bakuchiol. So let me tell you a real life story here. And then I have a question that's directly associated with it. You were generous enough to send me these facial kits for my event that I had. Yes. And I used the next day after the event, I used the pumpkin perfecting mask. And I tried to go on and do a Facebook Live. And it was like I had light beaming off my forehead. It was distracting. My skin was so bright, which is what the ingredient is meant to do, right? Yes, of course. Absolutely. I mean, I had a J-Lo glow that wouldn't stop. <laughs> I could have lit up the whole entire neighborhood. But what I, my, I'm curious about, is this ingredient an instant gratification type ingredient? Or is it what you have in the mask? Or is it a combo? Because we all want instant gratification for right. glowy skin. That's a great question. I've gotten that question. Is this more for a professional treatment application that you're going to see applied in the treatment room for, you know, once a month or once every two weeks for maintenance? Or is this best utilized as a daily application? And the answer is it's effective for both in the same way that vitamin A is effective for both. So for those that, that know Circadia or even other brands, you know, we're using mid-level vitamin A percentages, 0.3, 0.5, all the way up to 1%, which is a little higher for daily home care use. And some skin needs that kind of proliferative action, more mature, damaged skin, weathered skin, those that are suffering from oxidation and glycation, all the things that we see as visible aging. So there, there's a benefit there. So we started looking at home care products, and we have a couple home care products in the pipeline for 2021 launches that have the Bakuchiol. But just like you said, that immediate application, you know, you can see a proliferative effect with retinol the next day, right? And a lot of times it comes with redness and flaking, which, you know, some people like to see because they know it's working. But here, we don't see any of that. So I would say absolutely 100% there's an application for treatment room for some immediate results, but more for the long-term daily application. That's where you're going to start to see it taking the place of vitamin A for a lot of people that just can't tolerate it or just don't want to use it or have overused it in the past. That's where I see the biggest market for it. But uh, yeah, it, that to me, this was the most exciting part of using this was just how good my skin looked right away because retin A's or any kind of A's don't usually give you that immediate 
dewy, glowy look. Like it's right. built up over time. So that was exciting. Yeah, they uh, just did one more element to that. We have a two and a half percent retinol accelerator that's part of some of our peels. So depending on the peel, depending on the, the skin type, what the condition is that you're addressing, oftentimes it's pigmentation, not just aging signs. But a single application of that, you can kind of start to see that proliferative effect. But again, it does take a few days before that happens. With the Bacucciol, we're seeing some of that almost instantly. And the pumpkin perfecting mask with the Bacucciol, we're combining that with other treatment modalities, whether it's you know another form of exfoliation. Oftentimes for us, it's with the enzymes. Sometimes the lighter acids, we have a 30% lactic acid in a gel base that's not aggressive that it works very well with. But as you can imagine, for seasonal treatment options, things like our marshmallow mask, you know, the pumping perfecting whip protocol, that's great. And that's actually what you have there is in that whole kit. That's more for home care. But again, the response has been incredible. Well, okay. So I'll have to tell you when you were talking about retinase, my first experience with one was when I was a flight attendant. So I didn't know much about the skin, but there was this girl named Lori. She was older than me and her face always looked like you would ice skate on it. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you do? She goes, well, I go to Mexico and I get my retin-A and then it burns my face up. So I have to put a big layer of Vaseline on it all day long. (laughs) So thank God we've come a long way. Yes, we have indeed. And and again, the the prescriptive strengths that that, that you're talking about, and I've heard so many of those stories too, like, oh, I go to Mexico and I get, you know, my high percentage and I'm outside and, you know, it kind of is a recipe for disaster. And unfortunately, a lot of those stories that we've heard are from estheticians, professionals themselves. So we know that the consumer market is doing that. So to have an alternative like this is just fantastic. And again, there's been others. I've not seen one as impressive as this one as far as the results and the data to support that it does work. Okay, so that was something else we talked about. You said a big element, or I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's where this ingredient is sourced from. Can you talk about that a little bit? Right. So it actually comes from a flower. It's a Sorelia flower. And in fact, you can look at this and and some of the imitators that you'll find online, if you go to Google or Amazon or even eBay, you know, you can find things that are made with bakchi oil. And bakchi oil is not really how they source the bakuchiol. It's actually an extract from the seed. So it's a purely refined source. There really is only one legitimate supplier of bakuchiol in the industry. Well, there's two, but one has, you know, is the primary supplier but they're trying to get the bakuchiol from the bakchi oil, which is the seed. So that unfortunately is not. It's it's a sorellin, which is actually something that can cause photosensitization. So if you're going on and you're trying to find a low-budget bakuchiol and you find bakchi oil because of the word association, you're actually potentially creating more issues for the skin, namely hyperpigmentation. Because it's interestingly enough, uh, sorellins are, are used for treatment of conditions like vitiligo. Right. So these are actually used to increase pigmentation in a way. So it's really how it's not just sourced and where it's sourced from, but how it's actually produced and how it's refined. Oh, wow. So what would if I were looking at an ingredient deck, what do I need to know to get the one that is more beneficial for the skin? Yeah, it has to say Bakuchiol. It can't say Bakchi seed extract. It it really has to say Bakuchiol, which is the trade name and the inky name, which actually the trade name is Cynthion. A, I believe. And the inky name, which again is how it appears on the package, that is the that's how you should see it in the ingredient list. And there's there's a difference. So those that are unfamiliar with that terminology, trade name is how it's referred to in the industry 
you know, peptides are probably the easiest example. Everybody knows what matrixyl is, but if you look on the packaging, it'll say pentapeptide 4, not matrixyl. So same instance here. Synthion A is the trade name, but Bacuchiol is how it appears as the inky name on the ingredient list. Okay. I mean, our clients are getting smart too. I've had clients come in and go, can you, I got this off Amazon. Can you look at the back of the bottle? Is this a good ingredient? So that is good for me to know. Yeah, that happens Uh, all the time. And again, the trade shows and industry events is usually where someone has a product and they, you know, after a class, they'll come up at the end or in the booth, they'll say, can you take a look at this product? So, and you're right. I mean, the amount of information that is now at our fingertips, and I would argue that the last 10 months have given a lot more time for people to do research and look at the products and really investigate what it is is being marketed to them. So that is, that's a plus, especially when you're using legitimate, really well-sourced ingredients. So is there any side effect or contraindication with this? There really hasn't. It's actually been a little bit more extensively tested for pregnancy. It is considered to be a pregnancy safe ingredient. But if you look at vitamin A, traditionally, those are things that that's something that should be avoided during pregnancy. And that goes all the way back to studies that Dr. Kligman did early on when they were putting retinoic acid on the line of demarcation on women's stomachs when they were pregnant. So vitamin A should still be avoided for the most part uh, in high concentrations, but this one has an incredibly high safety profile. They're getting a little bit more data so they can actually come out and say, this is something that's recommended for women that are pregnant or nursing. Awesome. As an alternative to vitamin A. Well, because I feel like I'm not a mom, but I think a lot of moms that's when they need the skin brightening the most is when their hormones are going crazy, right? So yes. that'll be nice if you can use it partnering sure. with that and time it, in your life. And it does all the things that vitamin A does. It's not just the proliferative effect. It helps to address hyperpigmentation, again, not by reducing the amount of melanin that's being made, but by accelerating those cell turnover circles. So there's less accumulation of melanin in the upper layers of the epidermis. So everything that we look at when it comes to benefits of Uh, vitamin A, no matter what form of vitamin A, you can look at this and say, we're getting comparable results, if not better. Very cool. Well, okay. So do you have any of this in stock? If people listening in want to go to your website, how do they get a hold of it? We do. So again, for those that that aren't familiar with me or with Circadia, we make everything in-house. We have our own research and development and manufacturing facility as well. So we've done our best to keep up with the projected demand that we see now. Of course, we see more demand as a seasonal menu option. But without a doubt, this has created such a home in people's back bar already. We're going to continue to stock it throughout the course of the year and not just make it a seasonal item. That was originally the plan. But as soon as we started to tell people, well, it might go away sometime in, in December or January, they freaked out. So we're going we're gonna to keep it as a, as a regular inventory item. So we have lots on hand. What you're actually seeing, Lori, is the new at-home facial kit those are available with every retail drop ship for our, our wholesale partners, but it is then also available in the back bar eight ounce size for treatment applications. Awesome. Yeah, this is quite a little treat, this facial kit. So if you guys are doing virtual facials, you may want to check this out. Yeah, it's got the marshmallow whip hydrating mask. It has a cleanser, which is the micro exfoliating honey cleanser, our most popular, the post peel, which is really great after any exfoliation, a headband a brush for application. So it really has everything for your home care consumer to look at this and say, okay, I can't get into the spa right now. I don't feel comfortable going to the spa yet. But if I get a product drop shipped to me through my spa partner from Circadia, 
they get that complimentary, which has been huge for us. It's helped to instill a lot of uh, customer loyalty with our existing customer base. And it's also helped us to, to attract a lot of new customers that are moving away from brands that aren't quite giving them the support they're looking for. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to chat about ingredient-wise, or do you want to move into the big exciting news that we're going to be exposing today? Lori, I can imagine we don't have nearly enough time to talk about all the exciting ingredient stuff. So we'll have to do another round of this sometime in the future. What I will say is that we have a lot, a lot slated for 2021. We're doing a revamp of a number of existing products to do some updating because, you know, this industry is always changing, always evolving. And we're constantly looking to be on the cusp of the cutting edge technology. But some really fantastic new product launches that we have slated for as early as the end of the first quarter. So as with that timeline, when we expect to see more people getting back to a sense of normalcy, being more comfortable returning back to the spa in higher numbers, and then of course our professionals getting back to educational and industry events, we want to coincide those launches with that anticipated return. Well, you know, it's so smart. And I think people right now are feeling so stuck and stagnant that I just, I was chatting this morning with somebody and I said, you have to look at where you want your business to be in six months and just operate in that mode right now. It is what it is. And you have to forward think to keep yourself sane and your business alive. You know, it's true. And and I think I, just like many other people are just looking to put 2020 in the rear view mirror and say, okay, we want to move on to to a new year, but it just doesn't start January 1st. There's a lot of planning and a lot of things that we're doing now to make sure that we can have a successful year so that we can be there to make sure that we're supporting our spa partners, large and small, in new creative ways. And of course, you know, innovative product development is something that we've always been about and has been a, a staple of Circadia and, and has as education. So we're really looking at those two things where we're, we're doubling down again uh, and able to present those to our customers. I have a, you know, I just thought of this. It would be so brilliant for you to do, and you have the capacity and the means, is to have more seasonal items. A, because it creates this sense of urgency to purchase, and B, women like new stuff. One thing that we have learned is that women and men like to shop. I mean, they want to shop. So, you know, one thing that I talk to people about in their surprise is that we initiated our online platform ordering for our wholesale partners. It's something that we never had before. I mean, we talked about instituting it for a couple of years, but, you know, this is the year and it took a year to get it up and running the way we wanted to. But now our partners can go online and they can order. So if they want to just, you know, on a Sunday or at two o'clock in the morning when they're getting, you know, some of their work done, as a lot of entrepreneurs do, they can place their orders online with us. And it's so much easier. Before that, it was call in, email in. You know, there's a lot of customer service touches that go with that approach, but we're just trying to find ways to make doing business with us, doing business for yourself, easy, you know, as easy as it possibly can be, because we know that today everything's hard. Everything's yeah. more complicated than it was before. Well, Jerry, the guy who uh, he invented online booking for the whole world, it came to him on an airplane. He wrote it down on a napkin, I believe, because... He goes, I can book a trip to France in 10 minutes, but it takes me three days to get a hold of my massage therapist to right. book a massage appointment. But he has this all this data that he collects. Like he sees who is doing what when. And most appointments are made from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And it's the same with purchases when you're done with your spa day, when your kids are in bed, when you're no longer Zoom school principal in your house, right? Right. So <laughs> 
And that's really- incredible. That's that's an incredible statistic on that timing and when those appointments are made and those trips are booked. So, and uh, I agree. I agree. That's it's so important. It's a critical piece that we were missing. We have it now, and our customers are just again very happy with how we've found ways for them to do business a little bit easier. I think people forget that I'm actually a working esthetician. So I'm really frontline army market research for consumers because I see them and I touch their faces all day long. And really, if more skincare companies would do small batch, it'd be easier for me to sell because when I have the same clients coming in all the time, you cycle through products three to four months each, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I will say to them when I walk out of the treatment room, do you need any home care that I can get ready for you while you change? And they're like, only if you have something new. I hear it all the time. Well, and and we hear it too. What's new? What's new? What do we have that's new? And of course, you know, the estheticians, they want something new and innovative, but they also want to be able to pass that innovation and those those key tips and, and stories behind how they're created to their clientele. So it's, yeah. you know, it's generating a little bit of exclusivity. And again, we've talked about, you know, our no B2C consumer outlet. We don't sell direct to the consumer. We don't allow our, our professional spas to do that. So you have to get into the treatment room and into the spa to be able to purchase Circadia, get a service or the retail product. So by opening up this dropship program, it's allowing us to say, okay, we can add this additional service for you. You don't have to stock the inventory. We'll ship the, the kit for free of charge for the kit. There's a small shipping fee, but it's done so much for, for the business. And I know a lot of other brands that I've talked to being in the industry, you know, that's one of the other benefits is that, you know, we have a lot of industry friends that are also business owners that are going through the same thing. I mean, you'd be surprised how many calls I got from, you know, other manufacturer heads of, of companies just to say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? So, and I've done the same thing. You know, I've, I've leaned on a lot of other industry professional friends to be able to just keep our finger on the pulse of, of what's happening where. And, you know, just to speak a little bit more to your small batch sizes, in the beginning, we had to because we didn't want to stock a bunch of products. And we, we were well stocked come March. I mean, March, April, May is some of the busiest months of the year. So we were well stocked when COVID started. So we were able to move through that inventory and then our batches continued to get smaller and smaller for the things that we were going through, especially the products that were part of the dropship. So now we're kind of ramping up capacity even more just based on the projected growth that we expect to see in 2021. So we want to be prepared. Like I said, I have a very optimistic view. I think that our industry is going to bounce back fast. It was hurt and hit very hard, but you know, just speaking to the pent-up demand that you mentioned, I think it's going to bounce back very quickly. So the message that I would communicate is be ready. You know, be ready for that because I think people are going to yeah. come back and come back fast. We're able to get, you know, DoorDash <laughs> sent to us, food sent to us, our groceries sent to us, all that, which I think is going to create even more disposable income for people to engage in in self-care. You know, to want to go to the spa, to get that facial, to get the massage. You know, obviously, skincare is a little bit more accessible now through those same methods, but you can't see the esthetician at home for the most part. So I think this is going to drive more people back to the spa. You're absolutely right. I've been able to work about three months since March, but when I open my schedule and I can go back to work, I have a wait list every single time I do. And my dollar per hour spend with my client has tripled. You know what? I, I'm not surprised at all. And and that pens up demand. I mean, we hear that that expression quite a bit. I think we're going to see it more in places where that have been hit really hard, where it's, you know, basically a destination places like Las Vegas and, and other big vacation spots. You know, it's tough right now because 
there's nobody there. People don't feel comfortable there. And of course, you know, the large meetings that are taking place. So it'll take a little bit of time for them to come back, but I think they're going to come back quickly as well. But in the meantime, what that means is that people are searching for a much more local experience and have been for, for quite some time now, which is great for, you know, the day spa, single operator or a location that has just a couple of estheticians, you know, and they're working hard to take care of the clients. You're right. And, you know, another thing people aren't looking at, like the positive stuff nobody's talking about, but people are moving. So if you're positioned as a pro in this industry, like a good website, a good headshot, a good bio, people are searching for you right now. I can't tell you how many new people have moved to my area that are looking for an esthetician. So, I mean, people are moving around. Get Use this time to get yourself set up looking like a pro, the pro that you are, right? A hundred percent. Again, just kind of echoing what you're seeing. I've seen a lot of the professionals that I've worked with, you know, through social media and different places, literally physically move from one state to the next, whether they're, you know, for whatever reason, they're leaving here and they're going here to set up shop. So they're able to, to do that if they can transfer license. And that seems to be also a growing trend. I mean, my business really, truly is, I call it the toddler phase here because I've only been open a full year with 2019. I started over. I sold my place in LA and moved two hours away and it's doing fine. So it's where you want to spend your time and energy, but people are out there looking for a good skill set, a professional. That's the good news. I think we are positioning ourselves to be booked perfectly is what I like to call it and profitable if we step back into this the right way. Booked perfectly. (laughs) I love it. Yes. I realized that after I had been booked solid for like 20 years and came home and collapsed into bed. I'm like, I don't want to be booked solid anymore. I want to be booked perfectly and profitable. Right. So, okay. I'm super excited on a, we're going to segue right into on the positive note vibe that we've got going here. Tell me about what you're doing for our industry, the scholarship. I know nothing about it and I can't wait to hear about it. So the scholarship. So very exciting news. And this is something that has been on my mind for quite some time, but you know, obviously this year with everything that happened, with everything that continued to happen, I decided to reach out to some industry professionals and say, I want to create a scholarship for people that don't necessarily have access to the same amount of funds, whether it's because of geographically where they are, the environment they grew up with. Clearly, we've got some irregularities on on the number of people that have access to an aesthetic profession. So, you know, and I talked with some leading industry professionals. I wanted to make this scholarship specifically for people of color. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that, of course, with all the social injustice that we saw happening with George Floyd's murder and, you know, the subsequent events that unfolded there, it's something that weighed very heavily on me. For those that don't know, my daughter is a person of color. And, you know, just kind of navigating through that was really, really hard for me. She's going to be four next month. And I didn't know what I was going to say, you know, years from now when she asked me about this. And I thought, you know, I've got a platform. I have the means to be able to do this. I know a lot of people. I'm going to start making some calls. But I talked to her mother first, and I have to give her credit for, you know, helping to walk me through this. Because when I started, I realized just how much I didn't know, you know, about so many things that have to do with race and just terminology and how we talk and engage with one another about this particularly sensitive topic right now. So this is the Sage Michaela Lucas Beauty for Change Timing is Everything Scholarship. And I I was able to partner with Beauty for Change 
which is an organization that is just incredible. They do so, so many wonderful things. Linnell Lynch is heavily involved. I spoke with her directly. But even before that, I was reaching out to other leaders in our industry, people of color, just to say, you know, this is an idea that I have. What do you think? And overwhelmingly, there was support. There was support for it. But at the same time, I had a lot of people say, well, you're going to get some heat for this. Because if you say something now, you know, everybody's kind of screaming. It's at a heightened pitch right now. No one's going to hear you and your intentions are going to be scrutinized. So with that, I, I went to Linnell because I knew she was very well organized when it comes to helping to initiate charitable donations. And she said, we can be the vehicle to help you to create your scholarship in your daughter's name. So that's what we did. And it's been incredible. So this has been months and months in the making, but we just made the announcement. So what we're doing is for uh, people that identify as a person of color, indigenous as well, we are donating a $50,000 over the course of two years. It's five individual $5,000 scholarships per applicant. And we have a review board that has been put in place to be able to help. I will be happy to share the link for those of you that are looking for more information. And it's just something that I felt was really important to do right now. Right now, if we didn't do it now, it would be something that, you know, I would look back on and say, I had the platform, I had the time, I should have done this, and I wanted to do it now. So we just made the announcement next week. And we're all extremely excited. And I couldn't be, you know, more proud. Uh, Well, I think it's incredible that you're doing this. And anytime that you step into something personal, like you said, this world that we're in directs your daughter. I mean, it directly affects your daughter. So it's very passion and purpose driven. And the truth is, anytime we do something from that place, and it means so much to us, we do get lovers and haters for it. So (laughs) the fact that you're like, I'm doing it anyway, because it's meaningful. And you're right. You're right, Lori. And I chose to focus on the positive uh, and the good that this could potentially do for people that are looking to get into this field, to get into this industry that has done, you know, so much for me and and my team and my business. So this is a great opportunity to be able to give back and to be able to, to create the scholarship in my daughter Sage's name. It feels great. It feels great. And I'm excited to see it take off. And The other part of this is that while I was talking to a number of professionals, they asked, how can we help? You know, we want to contribute. So I don't see this as a one-time, you know, two-year scholarship. I see this as something that will continue and continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I've already had commitments from, you know, other event organizers, other brand owners and manufacturers to be able to match that contribution. So we see this getting much, much bigger. So as we start to review the applicants. I think this is something that we're going to be talking about and discussing for a long time. Awesome. Well, tell me, how does this work? So they're going to visit anyone who is interested, eligible. They visit a link and they have to send information in. What does this look like? Right. So the details for the applications, we're tightening up as far as where they can do all the submissions. We wanted to make it, again, easy. And in the digital age that we're in, you know, any applicant that wants to can record this on a cell phone. So there's a series of questions, three questions about, you know, what the scholarship would mean to them for their career, people in the industry that they look up to. So they can record this and send it into through the application process and they're automatically entered. And then, like I said, we, we were able to work with Beauty for Change because this is hard to navigate it. Talking to some of my friends, 
they said, well, who's going to pick the scholarship? And I certainly didn't want to be the one to pick it. So we're able to put a board in place so they can actually review the application. So again, because we can be part of it, we can kind of look at those that do this all the time, who are the professionals to really help us work through it and make it as successful as possible. Awesome. So is it part of the Circadia website or you're going to give me a specific link to place underneath the show notes? It, you know, it's not. It's not. I didn't really, again, I didn't want to make this a Circadia thing. I was looking, people are going to just associate the brands with this scholarship. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make this about, you know, an opportunity for me to help give back, but also to do something that I, I know my daughter will look back and say, you know, my daddy had a platform, he had a voice and he used it because this is important. Oh, that's awesome. So the question is, is that of course, we will be able to host it on the Circadia uh, website for those who want to apply, because clearly we'll be talking about it a lot, but it goes all through Beauty for Change. Yeah. I'll yeah. put the link here on, it, on YouTube you and my website. Yeah, we can get you the link. And um, if you want to host okay. it on the website, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much, Lori. I, I really awesome. appreciate it. Hey, of course, you know, and, and I think really your daughter may be a beauty pro in the making because I saw her painting your fingernails over her things. Oh yeah. <laughs> she loves it. She, she loves a little facial massage. I mean, she's my little uh, aesthetic professional in the making for sure, but she actually says she wants to be a doctor. So uh, who knows? Oh, very cool. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> I like that. Well, congratulations on putting this together. Like I said, I think anything positive that is, has been designed during these challenging times to help individuals is something really to be proud of. Well, thank you. So. And, and I'm very proud. And I'm, I'm proud of my, my team for helping me to you know, find the right way to award the scholarship. And again, it wasn't an easy thing to navigate. What I will echo again is that there's so much that I didn't know. There's so much that we don't know about these issues. So, you know, doing something again, positive that helps bring people closer together. That was the intention. And I truly hope that that will remain the intention going forward. Well, you know what, it, you're a leader and you'll navigate it that way. So there's Thank no doubt you. in my mind, this is not going to turn into something really big and beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're excited. Okay. And anything I can do to help you, you let me know you have myself. So with that being said, I want to just wrap it up today because we've talked about ingredients and we've talked about vaccines and COVID and scholarships. Let's just do something silly and fun for the peeps. Okay. Listening in. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> I have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Not a wrong answer. Say whatever you want. And we're okay. just going to have fun. Who pressure's on. Here we right. go. All right. I have them written down. So, you know, what? I'll tell you how we did this. Like I've been heavy lately with wanting to change the world, heavy and serious and probably somewhat annoying to my friends. It's the Virgo side of me. You're a Virgo. We can be really intense. Yes, yeah. we can. <laughs> So Jay made a list of questions to take to Thanksgiving dinner. And he said, nobody is allowed to talk about politics or COVID. <laughs> I like it. That's a good we, rule. We were drinking champagne and having our Thanksgiving dinner outside in a windstorm in the desert. But we had so much fun. We were laughing so hard. So these are some of the questions that we had around the holiday table. Okay. All right. Fun. all right. So number one is what reality show, if you could pick one reality show, what reality show would you be on right now? Jersey Shore. It's my, one Jersey of my, Shore. One of my guilty pleasures. Oh my God. Do you watch the one right now where they're on vacation? 
No, I haven't watched it yet. I mean, it's one of the things that I've been waiting for. So I let them come out and then I binge watch and catch up. But it's been a while since I've seen the most recent ones. Well, they're in Vegas and I have to laugh because it's uh, where I had my last live event, the same hotel at Lake uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the, from the first time I saw that whole crew, I'm like, what is this? Because I spent a lot of time at the Jersey Shore as well uh, many years ago. So it's just, it, it's just so funny to watch. I became very fond of Schnooky because I just think she's hysterical. I like her. She is, she is hilarious. <laughs> Polly D, even funnier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he's plumped up quite a bit on this new one meeting muscly pumped up i guess it is he you, he's unrecognizable so go ahead and tune in there's like six episodes so you can start to binge well, i might have to catch that later <laughs> on tonight <laughs> okay all right so question number two if you could eat one food for every meal for the rest of your life what would it be Oh, my fiance adrian just asked me this the other day it's a terrible thing to say right now but mashed potatoes especially hers <laughs> I mean, she makes them with like, they're incredible. And uh, the COVID-20 is real. I'm telling you oh, right yeah. now, it is real. <laughs> so I'm looking towards my New Year's resolution to get back into that speaking, one of my suits. But yes, definitely mashed potatoes, my favorite food of all time. And hers are, are unbelievable. Oh my God. She is so beautiful, by the way. And this is a personal question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but I know you're engaged. Any wedding plans? Like, do you, are you planning phase yet? We have not started to plan yet. We decided we're going to get out of 2020 because we didn't want a COVID wedding. All right. We both have family that we dearly love and want to be there. So we're thinking sometime fall of 2021, but again, that pent up demand we know we've got to get moving on our plans. So I think a lot of new weddings are going to be booked here coming up in the fall of next year, but that's what we're looking at. Okay. All right. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Okay. So if you could be part of one rock and roll band, what would it be? And what position in the band would you be? Rolling Stones backup singer. Very cool. <laughs> Just awesome. went out on tour uh, with those guys. My favorite rock and roll band of all times, the Rolling Stones. But a close second would be Foster the People, and then I would be on the drums. Very cool. Well, my sister got to see, they called it Old Cella here in the desert, right? And she uh, got to see Rolling Cella. Stones. <laughs> she said that Mick Jagger was so spot on on stage. So he's still out there rocking out like the true rock star that he is. Still very energetic all these years later. I mean, that's that, that's one of the reasons why. I, and I've never seen them live. I mean, as many times as they've come into areas where I've been, I've never been able to see them live. So I hope, I hope that we get to. I, I hope we get to see a lot of concerts next year. I'm a big fan of live music, so I'm, I'm hoping to see quite a few. Well, I'll tell you a little live music story. We went to Vegas. I was supposed to have an event there March 15th, and they closed the world down, but I still went. I had to tie some stuff up. And as I was there, my favorite is Rod Stewart. I swear I've loved him since I was born. And I saw his wife on Instagram saying, this is going to be our last show for three months. And I said to Jay, we're going front row. I don't even care right now about anything else. I'm going down this way. Little did we know it would be a year later. the way to do it. Yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, front row is the way to go, Lori. I'm with you all the way. (laughs) Poor Jay ate broad Stewart concerts into this relationship and he said all right i'll go one more time nice so hopefully you get to see rod again sometime soon yes i hope so too so okay now this is not so silly but i know you're gonna have an answer for me what is your favorite champagne well 
it's a little bougie taste, but I, I like Dom. A good 2008, 2010 Dom is, that's my jam. If I'm going to drink champagne, that's what I like. If I'm going for something a little bit more affordable, Vouve. Okay. The reason I ask is because I'm going to tell everybody that I sat at your table at the Skin Games. Was it 2019? Yes. And you had your own stash. We had a stash because you were flowing it champagne for everyone in branded circadian glasses all night long. There was a lot of champagne going around that night for sure. And again, every time I think about that night, I'm just so proud of the circadia team and the participants that were there, but that was a lot of fun. And you're right. There was a lot of champagne there. And what I'm most impressed with, if I'm being honest, is you got on stage in like your velvet suit or whatever that was. It was so fancy. And and you held it together like you didn't have a sip of champagne. So I was impressed with that. Well, I paced myself until I got (laughs) off the stage. I knew I I had to be, you know, completely there and in control and able to present when I got up there. But afterward, it was party time for sure. And and, and so many of our, our competitors that you know, that we had sponsored did incredibly well. I mean, everybody did well. The Skin Games is a fantastic platform for estheticians to really showcase their skill set. So, you know, anybody participating there, you know, just, just to make it there was great. But to see so many people that love Circadia and it's part of their business go and, and get on stage and win an award for what they love to do, it just, that's a reason to celebrate. That's what champagne is for. Well, and you did it well, and and all of Circadio. You know, when I sat there, it was the first time I had gone to the Skin Games. I was so proud to be an esthetician when I saw what people were creating with their skill set in this industry. And you know, my mission has been for us to be taken seriously as professionals. And God, that was proof that we can make some beautiful changes and make people look and feel better. Yes, absolutely. It is. It's very special. Obviously, very different. This year, but I think next year, hopefully next year, we'll see a return. And again, just an opportunity for estheticians to just really show their skill set and their their results and what they're able to do. Awesome. Okay. We're going to wrap it up with this last question. If you, ha- if you got to sit down and have dinner with three people right now, they can be passed away or still living. Three people, who would you have dinner with and why? Oh, my goodness. I'd have dinner with my dad because he passed away when I was 20. And, you know, I think about him now and I'm actually approaching the age that he was when he passed away, which is a really interesting thing. And, you know, I miss him. I miss him. And I would love to think what, see what he would have to say about, you know, all this and and how far we've come. So definitely my father, I think I would love to have dinner with Dr. Kligman because I had the opportunity to meet him and spend some time with him. My grandfather took me to his 90th birthday, but there's so many things about his research that I have questions about. Tell everybody who he is, just so they know. Dr. Dr. Al Kligman, he's the pioneer who, who got all the credit, I should say, for introducing vitamin A, retinoic acid into the marketplace. But he was at the time and still is probably the most notable and well-known dermatologist that has ever been. And he was a good friend of my grandfather's. And he, you know, there's, of course, you know, with innovation, there, there was always some controversy. But he did some amazing things. And so many of the things that we now understand and comprehend in our industry came from that early research. And this was all done at uh, University of Pennsylvania. So, and uh, Dr. Fulton was part of that crew. And Dr. Fulton was someone who I got to know very well who was also a close personal friend of my grandfather's. But I have a lot of questions that I'd like to ask Dr. Kligman. 
Like, what's one question you want to ask him? Well, I'd like to find out the research, the published, the paper they published in 1970 and in 1974 again about the melanocytes and their position within the basal layer inside the follicle and how pigmentation forms and develops. I mean, he published a paper that basically let us know that blackheads aren't oxidized sebum. It's melanin inside keratinocytes that have desquamated into the follicle. So he did a series of other studies that, uh, on that, but just questions on how do we find that out and how can I help to communicate to the aesthetic professionals now that this is not oxidized sebum. There's oxidized sebum in there, but this is mainly the color that we see is melanin. It's pigmentation that we're looking at when you extract a blackhead. Well, you just skincare geeked out on me and I appreciate it because I did not know that. <laughs> well, and again, that's something that I, that my grandfather taught me when I was in aesthetic school, going all the way back to 2006. You know, we were talking about pigmentation and I think we were actually just talking about an acne class and I said oxidized sebum in the follicle. And he said, who said that? And I said, it's right here in the book. You know, I went to aesthetic school just a couple of years after joining Circadia, really not knowing much of anything about skin or skin care. But I'd go to my grandfather with these things and he'd say, that's, that's not right. And whoever's saying that isn't right. So I'd have to really get an in-depth explanation from him as to why it wasn't accurate and then be looked at kind of sideways and crazy for saying those things. Okay, so, will you ask your grandfather this question? Because this is something I've noticed and I don't know what it means, but I'm right 99.9% of the time, there's a certain kind of blackhead that I know is associated with a thyroid problem. And I'll yeah. ask my client every time, I'm like, wait, do you have something funky with your thyroid? And they're always like, yes, yes, yes. It's crazy. It, it's a, a certain blackhead. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I, I've got to look, now you've got my skin care. <laughs> I need to have you. <laughs> Well, and, and you know, there's a lot of drugs that can be photosensitizing, so maybe that's helping to produce melanin. So I don't know, Lori, we might be onto something here. Well, and I talked to Dr. Murad about this when I had him on the show, and I never went farther with it, but I will tell you this here now. I'm not a doctor, anyone listening. I'm not a medicine woman, but I am an observer. And I will also tell you, I've had a handful of girls that start coming to me in their teens that have a certain type of acne and a certain smell coming out of their body that have later in life got very aggressive breast cancer. Wow. Interesting. So yeah, I, I wish somebody would like research that more because I feel like it's got to be directly related to hormonal imbalances. And I think we could prevent a lot of cancers actually, if we paid attention to that. That observation is, is one that I think an observation, our eyes and our hands are the most important tools that we have as estheticians. I, I'm an esthetician as well. I've, I've never practiced as an esthetician to receive payment, but I've done, you know, thousands and thousands of facials and, and demonstration treatments. But in order to be able to really effectively look and see what's going on, we've got to use our eyes and we've got to use our hands. So those observations are that keen observation that you made, I think is the, the key to so much discovery of what we, what we have now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's something I have to do something with. I think about it a lot. So if you can any contribute to me being able to work with somebody or share my information, I would love that. I'm going to look it up as soon as we're done. Okay. Awesome. Well, and that's what Dr. Bakhtra, she's on the show, The Doctors. I did some infomercials with her and we became friends. And she said, Lori, I get the best referrals at my dermatology practice from estheticians because you guys touch and see clients way more than doctors get to. Right. 
Same. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, third person. Third person. Oh my goodness. You are putting me on the spot. I would say third person I'd love to have dinner with would be my grandfather. I haven't been able to really sit with him. He actually was diagnosed with COVID a little over a month ago. So he's in the hospital now. Um, hopefully we'll be getting out soon. He's had some complications, but he's over COVID. You know, there's he didn't have any severe pneumonia or anything like that, but he was out and then he had to go back in. So I would just love to be able to sit with him and just have those conversations that we've always had. He'll be 95 next month. And I dearly miss that because we couldn't come in contact with him. And as careful as he was, he did eventually test positive for COVID. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad he's doing okay because that's got to be scary for him and your family. And It is. It really is. And, you know, it's, it's sad that it happened. But again, we're very hopeful that he's going to have a complete and full recovery and, and be home very soon. Awesome. Well, I wish that for him and for you because I know how important he is to our industry, (laughs) to your family. So, oh my gosh. Well, Michael, thanks so much. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap it up today? You know, again, I, and I, and I've said this, I think today a couple of times and, and I try to repeat this every time I talk to someone, but you know, I think there's a lot of people that are still having a hard time. A lot of people that are still struggling, but even though there's light at the end of the tunnel, we're still in the tunnel. But my personal view is that we need to be very optimistic about our industry, what's going to be happening in the coming months, especially for next year. You know, I know a lot of people have decided to move on to another industry, move on to another position in the field. But I think, again, our business, our industry will bounce back, bounce back very quickly. And I see nothing but good things for our future. So for those that are still, you know, hanging in there, keep hanging in there. And um, I think we'll start to see some, some real positive cloud parting here in the next few months. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time and your sharing your mission and your good work with us here today. Of course. It's my pleasure as always, Lori. Thank you so much. And thank you for everybody for watching. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Beauty Biz Show. If you enjoyed the show and you would take the time to leave a kind review over on iTunes, that is very much appreciated. And if you find you are left craving more Beauty Biz inspiration and success tools, then you're going to want to head over to beautybizclub.com, which is the premier online success academy where talented practitioners go to maximize their potential and to become booked perfectly. Again, that is beautybizclub.com and it would be my pleasure and my honor to help you tap into your highest potential in the beauty industry. 